What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Sorcerer Chromatic and I drink some great beers and review them. I have a beer that just blew me away, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, Sorcerer Chromatic also had a very cool beer that's uh, hits uh, close to our, you know, our love bone. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have, of course, our beer news stories, get a little political on you guys. And then we have on, in our cold brew list, a timely story about scary movies, a timely list about scary movies, excuse me. And then at the very end, um, you know, we, uh, we shed tears in our beers for our beloved 49ers who lost their first game this season, but Hey, we're off the, you know, the pressure's off now and now it's time for them to just get down to business and uh you know make it to the playoffs that's all make it to the playoffs in a healthy fashion and they'll have a chance to uh get to the big dance anyway i already talked too much i already kind of blew what we talked about um don't forget to follow us on untapped and instagram search cold brew podcast c-o-l-d-b-r-u-e podcast all right so without further uh whoa hey excuse me now Without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Ah, uh, tough week. Oh, tough yeah. day. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it later. week up until today. <laughs> we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. But other than that, pretty good week. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, me too. Nice, easy, breezy week. So this will be, an, uh, I think, a pretty short show. We don't have a lot to talk about. Now, you know, we don't have the coach's corner. We don't have Ahsoka anymore. So let's get through it. Drink some beer, rate it, talk about some beer news, list story, and get the hip out of here. Oh, sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, really so. Way to sell it, Greg. <laughs> All right. Today I have in front of me from our good friends across the pond from Germany um, by way of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I have by Weistefaner, I have their Corbinian. The Corbinian is their Dunkel's Stark beer. It's a Doppelbach. See in the back, just has a government warning, just says Doppelbach. 7.4% alcohol by volume. And so, yeah, Weistefaner, they're very famous out in Germany. They're one of the, uh, the big brands out there. Also, the you know, the... One of the official beers of Oktoberfest. Um, yeah, I was going through and I saw a bunch. I, I almost got the the Dunkel, and then I'm like, then I saw the Doppelbach. I'm like, ah, you know what? I haven't had a Doppelbach on the show, and I, I can't remember how long. Probably never. So this might be my first one. So it comes to us from Germany. So Papa, nice. What do you got? Well, I have from our friends and a good friend of ours. Um, from Laughing Monk Brewing, um, I have the Candlestick Cream Ale. Ooh, all right. 
Yeah, this was um, a beer brought by one of our friends to the um, Niner Cowboy Tailgate, and it was left over. I saw it, and I thought I'd feature it on the show. Uh, Laughing Monk, known for their um, trademark Laughing Monk logo that they will uh, modify for um, the theme of a beer sometimes. Yeah. And this one did get the modification. He's got the the classic uh, beer hat on, you know, that hat that holds two beers in the, the tube the fo- to the mouth. The foam dome? Yeah, the foam dome. There you go. Okay. And it says, Croy de Candlestick. Oh, does that mean cross? So without any... Yes. Okay. Any further ado, Papa. Very nice. All right, so this Weizstefaner is a Doppelbach. Obviously, it's a made in the traditional German style of Doppelbach. And Doppelbach is a lager, if, if memory serves. And Doppel means double, so it's a it's a double style Bach, the lager. It's a very dark, a very caramel color, caramel. You know what? It it looks a lot like like a soda type of color like the, that caramel color like a, a root beer or a dr pepper um just flat though you know because <laughs> it just has a really really thin layer of, of foam on top i wouldn't even call it foam i just call it some one layer of bubbles it drinks um wow that is that is remarkable that is fucking wow okay so again a lot of uh, um bready biscuity notes but it's really clean there's a slight uh, sweetness to it, but it's not like overbearing, and it finishes like light and refreshing. Holy shit, that's really good. And then, yeah, there, you know what? No, I, I take that back. There is a little bit of like a caramel toffee sweetness in the finish. Now that, now that I'm uh, um, analyzing it a little bit more, it, there is a lot of toffee and, and caramel in the on the really back end of the finish. It finishes really clean, but then you get the notes of the the sweet notes afterwards. But it's not sweet. It's just that uh, perceived sweetness because of the types of flavors that they are. And then you think of candy, and then next thing you do, you think of sweet. Otherwise, it's not really sweet. Um, It's not sugary. Let's put it that way. It's not sugary. It's really good beer, man. I I don't think I've ever had this one before. This is... If if you ever get... uh, I got this at Total Wine. So if you ever uh, get a chance to... uh, Go to Total Wine. They have, you know, a bunch of the Weistefaners. A few of them, I would say. Not a bunch, but a few. And this one, a really good one. Cor- Corbinian. It starts with a K. K-O-R-B-I-N-I-A-N. Awesome beer. They tell them, Cole Bruce. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll give, uh, all you'll get is just a, a confused look. Mm. Yeah. All right. So how's your, uh, was it Cream de la Creme, the candlestick? <laughs> The cream ale, Croy the candlestick. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the thing about uh, this one for Laughing Monk, they didn't have too much on it because their website kicks you over to Untapped, oh. where they have the ABV listed at five percent and the, the style guide, cream ale, broom with a malted corn from our friends at Admiral Maltings. Mm-hmm. This ale is lightly sweet and highly carbonated and pairs perfectly with hot days. Scorching blacktop and cheering on your favorite teams. <laughs> so, um, yeah. With that said, yeah, this is a this is a really crisp, smooth beer. Mm-hmm. It does have some sweetness to it, and uh, yeah, a little 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 interesting uh, finish. But yeah, this is a total day crusher. Really light body, light feel. Very nice. All right, we will. 
rate these be- beers later during our untapped portion of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcasts and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for some beer news. All right. Headline from Fox Business News. Ultra right beer CEO says Trump mugshot limited edition cans definitely becoming a collectible. Conservative Dad's ultra right beer company is making a toast to, to success after limited edition cans featuring former President Donald Trump's mugshot raked in big sales for the small brewery. I think it definitely is becoming a, a collectible founder and CEO Seth Weather said in a Mornings with Maria interview. There's a lot of people that I know are just wanting to get it, to hold on to it for that reason. And so I think this will be something that a lot of people will have for years to come on a shelf somewhere as well. Uh, following near, nearly two weeks of sales, the conservative dad's revenge lager, which dons that iconic photo, is, photo, is reaching $1 million in sales and growing. Each six-pack of brew priced at $25. Damn, $25 for a six-pack? Um, according to the company's website, will likely come off the shelf Sunday night, Weathers told Fox News Digital of the promotion. I'm getting to do what I've always wanted to do, Weathers expressed to digital. It's fighting for the conservative movement. So that means we've been able to put real substantial funds into things that matter to me, including school board races, going to defend the Trump electors that are being persecuted, not prosecuted, in Georgia. It feels really good to actually be able to work on accomplishing those things. Uh, The sales have just been so steady that we've just decided to keep up because people are losing their minds over it, the CEO added. I would say we're going to keep it up for probably at least the end of this week. At some point, we're going to have to shut it down, but it's truly wild. So yeah, it's a black can with the the infamous uh, mugshot of Trump scowling at the camera. And... Um, I mean, shit, you put that on anything. Trump even fucking put it on T-shirts and sold it on his website. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a CND from Trump because, you know, to yeah, get part of I the sales. Yeah, I was say, it was like, uh, there's no free rides in this world no matter who you are, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and that, that that picture is not public domain by any means. So, yeah, hmm. it's, uh, it's interesting how, uh, how they're, I mean... You could say you're for the, for a cause supporting him, but you know, <laughs> let's keep it real. Money talks, right? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I read an article saying that it's possible for the actual. Um, I don't. I don't know if it belongs for the belongs to the photographer or the county that that it took it, but it wasn't Trump's to sell, and he used it and promoted it and got made money off of it. So I think they said that there is a possible lawsuit if should they want to. Um, pro- or you know, file for one. So same with this guy. Yeah, I mean, th- that is interesting because it, it, it's it's public record, public information. Yet mm-hmm. it's not designed to be profitable. I mean, yeah, so, right. At least it's, it's my understanding. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> there's there is it? You know, was it there? There's intellectual property and physical property, right? So which yeah. one does it? Which it's physically, it's it's their picture, right? Or yeah. their image. Mm-hmm. It's, so. their, it's their NFT. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how well those do. <laughs> right? 
Anyway, all right, you know, whatever. Make your money. I just thought it was funny that someone put it on a can and it's actually selling, man. People, people clamor for this guy. He is definitely, um, whether you like him or not, he definitely is an American icon. Well, here's my thing, dude. Is um, the um, I'm sorry. Is the beer any good? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's a lager. Can so, you get yeah. an unbiased, an unbiased rating? <laughs> Well, isn't it the same? It, maybe I think it's the same guy who uh, made that ultra the woke beer or the non woke beer. I forgot what it was called. We talked about it a while ago. I think it's the same guy, right? Possibly. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah. No, what I want to say though, like uh, scour our untapped. See if any of our followers who that that's uh, uh, a a true beer aficionado mm-hmm. have rated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Like Eric Stump, he gets his hands on everything. Maybe he just got it so he could rate it. Huh. I don't know. I don't know which guy way that guy leans, but he so far he's the only he's the I think we we mentioned him the most. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next story. It's another political story, but it's a different country. This comes to us from Austria from Indy 100. Uh author is Kate Plummer. Uh, Austria's beer party is flying in the polls with hilarious booze policies. An odd political party is taking Austria by storm thanks to its policies on alcohol. The beer party, founded by Dominic... Uh, shoot, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's because it has a W and an L. So, Vlans, Vlansny, uh, in 2015, initially as a joke is now polling at 12% ahead of the Vienna slate election after promising voters a beer fountain in the capital city, Vienna, and an allocation of one barrel of beer per household per month. That's a lot of fucking beer, man. Isn't that like two cakes? Say that again? How many? How much? One barrel of beer per household per month. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's two cakes, yeah. So, damn, dude. Two cakes a month? I, I mean, I guess if you live, you know, in a household with two or more um of age you know drinking people eh, maybe maybe that's a good amount but like me i live by myself i i couldn't finish two kegs maybe one keg mm. i'd have to drink like every fucking day though i have to drink like three beers a day maybe maybe four hey i'm up for the challenge no, no it's way more than that <laughs> it's almost like 200 beers a a keg right pint uh, if you, if you want to buy pints the- Oh, if you go buy pints, it's less than that. If you go buy a twelve ounces, I think it's like one eighty ish. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. One eighty. So sounds about right. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, it's one eighty <laughs> divided by thirty. What are we looking at? Six beers a day. There you go. <laughs> a challenge accepted. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let me keep going. Um. This Wait, means, where, yeah. where is this at again? Where it, is that again? In Austria. Austria. There you go. The, the Austrian beer challenge. If you could do it, you get citizenship. <laughs> yeah. You become a mayor. Honorary of, citizenship. You become a mayor of any mayor, town. Yeah, mayor for a day. <laughs> you, you, get a, you get a seat on a, on a, on a public chair. So. <laughs> a free, committee. Free beer at every bar. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, this means you they get would... some sort of golden ticket. If if he held an election, if they held an election today, this guy Dominic would come in third right now. <laughs> That's how popular they are. Um, let's see here. Uh, 
someone named Tom Moylan on, on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, posted uh, their policies. They include a beer fountain for Vienna. We said that. A new 50% tax on Raiders and other atrocities. I don't know who Raiders are. I'm thinking Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe he doesn't like the Raiders. Maybe he's more of a Patriots fan. Um, monthly barrel of beer, yeah, to Austrian households. 50 liters per adult, 20 liter per child. <laughs> Children? All right, then. And Rattler buyback program, exchanging Raiders for real beer. Or Rattlers. Oh, I, 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 I read it wrong. Rattlers. 50% tax on Rattlers, not Raiders. <laughs> My bad. And Rattler buyback program, exchanging uh, Rattlers for real beer. So this guy doesn't like Rattlers. That's funny. Um, hey, you know what's funny? I wanted to bring it up for uh, <laughs> the whole change to X. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I hear that on shows every now and then. Like, uh, someone posted on X the other day. It's like, I don't care if freaking hot some high <laughs> jump is, you know. It's... Or you know what I read on X the other day? It's like, dude, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, it... And I, when I read articles and like they they talk about people who post on it, they always say uh, most of the articles. I would say like 90 percent of the articles say um, a post on X, and then in like little parentheses or commas, you know, formerly known as Twitter. They they always write that because it's just it's a stupid brand. Yeah, it's a, it's it's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> and definitely because like uh, that's the thing too. It's like not only did you have. Um, What's it called? Um, well, the name Twitter that sent up, but the the, the the action was to tweet. Now yeah. they just call them posts. It's yeah. like you, you, you uh, it's bad for the brand. It is. Like if you, you had that you, whole thing. You watered it down. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, everyone knows what a tweet is or he tweeted the other day. Now it's like, oh, he posted on X. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Whatever his idea was, they were probably on X. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good. Nice one. Good one. Good callback. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Dude, th this guy is super sophomoric when it comes to branding. I mean, SpaceX, it sounds like space sex. That's that's why he named it fucking that. And then wow. his models, his his car models are spell out sexy. Yeah. It's it's fucking obvious. It's sophomoric. It's stupid. It's not good it's not good marketing. Just dumb. His, I mean, his his products are good and they're selling, and his companies are pretty much profitable except for X. But his 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 reasoning behind his names are dumb. He should have he should have hired people to come up with names. If you wanted to change Twitter into something else, fine. But you know, come up with a better name. Hire someone to come up with a name. Just don't do it yourself. All right, that's my rant. That's my soapbox for today. All right, that's all I have for the beer news. You know what that means? Time for X. <laughs> it's X time, that's right. Yeah, X time. All right. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment on the show because it's my favorite segment. Although we're getting sued. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we'll get a C and D before we get sued. Anyway, uh <laughs> it's time once again for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what give you, you need. Let me ask you this. Hmm. This uh, Halloween season always comes around. Mm -hmm. and what's your favorite, favorite scary movie? Oh, are you, are you being Ghostface right now? What's your favorite? 
favorite scary movie? Shoot, man, it, it depends on my mood. It swings back and forth. I mean, American Werewolf from London is like way up there. Um, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Saw, the first Scream. I mean, they're, it, it's a toss-up between all those. And I would even argue to say Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie because like what else would it be? Um, and it, that, but that's just a, it's just a out of um, all those that has the best um, production. The tragedy. Huh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a few for you right there. Well, I have a list of the 25 best horror movies of all time. Hmm. Nice. Right. We're going through this quick. 25. They have the original Scream, 1996. That oh, was a great movie. Yeah. That was like a comeback for for slasher movies, if you will. Yes. Modern slasher. Yep. Believable, too. It wasn't like over the top, like, kill the whole town type of thing. <laughs> Real, yeah. Realism. Like, they had a little bit of realism in there, which was really big in the 90s. And plus, the twist. The, that was like, that was the big thing about the 90s, right? Is the twist movies. I would say that. Yeah. Cool. Good one. All right. Number 24, this is old school, 1920, 1922, Nosferatu. Never the, seen uh, it. Silent, the silent, yeah, I haven't seen that one too. Silent movie, Dracula, mm-hmm. old school, however, very big in pop culture and in the horror movie realm. Yeah, there was always that, that one uh, that one gift that comes around like where he's like skulking and like, <laughs> you know, it's, he's yeah. he's just turning real quick or, not, or turning really slowly in the hallway or whatever it is. That one, or just Creepy. just him, like with his arms crossed and like his eyes, and he looks like he's just, he's uh, just biting his lip. The, oh you know? yeah, yeah. Creepy with all those, yeah, all yeah. the stills and everything. Year twenty three, um, the Blair Witch Project. Uh, I remember this one. This, this one had a nice, uh, like uh, genre style to it. You know, the whole reality, mm-hmm. found footage documentary. Yeah, found footage. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sparked a little bit of that, and plus, uh, when it came out, like for the first, like I would say, month, the the word of mouth on this movie was incredible. Like nothing you ever heard before. Definitely. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, that was number twenty twenty two. Another old one, nineteen thirty one, Dracula. The original Dracula. Oh, okay. I've seen clips. I've never seen the whole movie. I've seen more of this than yeah. I have Nosferatu. Agree. Mm-hmm. Number 21? 28 Days Later. That was a zombie movie, right? Yeah. I I thought... I've only seen like... What, what did I see? 28 weeks later or a month later or something like that? <laughs> I saw the sequel. No, you saw, saw the, the first one. You saw 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. You sure? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, 20 Days Later, I've seen that one. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Okay. It was good. It was was it, good. What's the other one? Twenty. What's the first one then? 28 Hours? I, th- I think it was 28 Days Later was the first one. Oh, then the, the then there was a 28 Weeks or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was, there was like two or three, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan of zombie movies unless talking about uh, Night of the Living Dead. That was probably my favorite zombie movie. And that's a, that, that'll probably be on your list. All right. Uh, number 20 is uh, 1986's The Fly. A little sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Iconic, a... Iconic uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, shirt. Shirtless yeah. pictures. <laughs> uh, Grendel Fly. This is how Grendel Fly eats. Oh, that, that's a disturbing thing when he pukes on the... Uh, 
Gross. Yeah. And then An American Werewolf in London is number 19. I fucking love that. But that dude, practical effects and just that transformation scene is so fucking good. So, so well done. Um, all right, number 18. Let the right one in 2008. I'm not familiar with that one. I, I remember the movie. I don't know if I've seen it. I, I, I may have. It's one of those that kind of. It was one of those suspense uh, thriller movies, I think. Okay. Um, number 17. Suspiria 1977. Mm, can't say I've seen it. Mm. Yeah, let's see that one. Uh, number 16, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Oh, the remake? Yeah. Ah, I'd, go, I'd go with the original Jorge Romero when he uh, filmed at Eastridge Mall in San Jose. Oh, really? Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh. But I, for me, like, Dawn of the Dead, though, that 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 kicked off a whole, like, to me, the, the whole zombie revolution with, uh, with Walking Dead and stuff, right? Or was Walking Dead out first? No, that was, uh, I think that was before Walking Dead. And of course, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> that's a great movie, man. Have you seen it? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> that's a that's a comedy, but it's a, it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's well done. It's well, basically it. Yeah. Kudos. Simon Pegg, hats yeah. off. Uh, then number 15, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984 mm. original class. Oh, I love that one. Starring Johnny Depp. And no. He was in the second one. No, he was in the first one, man. He got killed in his room. Listen, he was on the on his bed with uh, with his headphones on. No, uh, I thought it was the second one. No, it's it's the first one. He was Tina's boyfriend. Really? Yeah. Why did I always think he was the second one? I don't know. The the second one had the yeah he had they had a Johnny Depp type character in it. He uh, was more like more... wait a pause. I gotta look this up. Okay, all right. Oh damn, you're right. I don't know. For the longest time, I just thought it was part two. Yeah, I, but I know, yeah. I, I know the character in number two that you're thinking of. I know exactly who you yeah. thought of. Yeah, but and he, he's really he's in it like like I don't know maybe for five minutes and most of it Bobby is Dead. when he died. <laughs> what? Bobby did. Bobby did. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> um. All right, number fourteen. Uh, 1982 classic Poltergeist. Oh yeah, with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. And that that little uh, that little girl saying they're here, and then that one uh, lady with the high squeaky voice. They, sh- they should they shouldn't have uh, built on the Indian burial ground or whatever it was. Well, that's all I gotta say. Is that what the, is that what the movie was? I didn't realize that. From memory serve, I've seen it a couple times. It's not one of my favorites, so I haven't watched it ad nauseum like some of these other ones. Okay. Um, number 13, 1982 as well. The Thing. Oh, yeah, John Carpenter. Holy shit, dude. What a great ending, too. Like, is one of them the thing? Is one of them not the Ah, oh, I'm sorry if none of you seen it. I might, I might have spoiled it, but good movie. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. I agree. Yeah. Carpenter's awesome. Yeah. Oh, the remake was terrible, though. <laughs> they should not have done that. That should have been aborted. Uh, number 12, uh, 
74, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that was a good one, man. Low budget horror film. Excellent. Uh, number 11, I've heard this in pop reference, but I've never seen it. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I didn't know that was horror. I thought that was just a, a bitch of a mom. No wire hangers and <laughs> all that stuff. Oh, I've never seen it. Have you seen it? No. Mm. Okay. Number 10. 1968 Night of the Living Dead. That was a great one. Yeah. I remember when, when our dad uh, showed us that for the first time. I didn't care for yeah. it. Maybe I was just too young. But, you know, when I watched it later, when I was a little bit older, then I, I got the subtleties and the and the uh, um, the... The fact that it was low low budget and what they did with everything they had and the the suspense they build and the tension it was I I grew to love it. it I, I like it too. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, just uh, you appreciate you, you you finally um, get a little bit more mature and see it for the for the uh, the good story it is. You know the suspenseful thriller it it was designed to be. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff. Maybe if you were older and more and lived a longer life, you would understand the nuances between the relationship during uh, of all the people. So number nine, this is a weird one. The Evil Dead Two. Oh, you know what? Okay, so the Evil Dead series I did not get into right away. I remember Evil Dead Two because it had that. Uh, on the uh, VHS cover, it was like the skull, the you know, the human skull with the eyeballs looking at you. Yeah. And I didn't get into the Evil Dead series until part three, Army of Darkness. And that one was hilarious. I loved it. And so yeah. I went back and watched the other two. And I thought they were okay, but I still loved Army of Darkness the best. And I saw Rise earlier this year. It was like, just, <laughs> I was like, did Quentin Tarantino direct this? Because it was just blood like... Spewing all over the place. It was crazy. Hey, but... no spoilers. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, well, I didn't give up the. I didn't tell you the ending, but um, you said no. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> Evil Dead Two was good. I liked Army of Darkness better. Yeah, all right. I I really liked Army of Darkness. I I I don't remember if I saw one or two of Evil Dead. Uh it's worth it. It's worth it. especially the first one. Sam Raimi is you know his his is almost like he's on a college budget college film. With nothing, like a no budget, and it was really good if you put that into perspective. Great, great, great classic, Silence of the Lambs. Ah, see, yeah, there you go. It's on the list. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, won like what the five major awards at the Oscars that year. Right. Oh yeah, a clean sweep. Mm -hmm. Number seven. Number seven. I like this movie. Um, I I just wouldn't put it with the horror genre. And I'm not trying to be a hater, because again, I like this movie. Jaws. Oh yeah, I wouldn't call it horror either. Suspense. I mean, it's sure. suspenseful. It's a thriller, <laughs> even drama, but definite classic. Yeah. Good movie. Yep. There was a. They called it the first blockbuster. Arguably the first the first blockbuster movie. First summer blockbuster. Yeah. Summer, also, yeah. too. I mean, you could also say that too. The the horror movie-esque thing of Jaws is it. It got a bunch of sequels as well. You know? <laughs> true, true. Oh, wow, going with that vein as well, just kicking it to a little bit more sci-fi. Alien. 
Number six. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, I would categorize, categorize that with The Fly, too. Sci-fi horror. Right? Wait, did A lot you say, of sequels, though. Yeah, did you say Alien or Aliens? Alien. Singular. Okay, all right. I, I, I like the Aliens better because maybe because it was yeah. the first one that introduced me to the series but you know yeah number five interesting choice uh the classic bride of frankenstein i can't say i've seen that one ah i've seen i think we've all seen clips and i mean uh, i i love young that frankenstein kind of and all that <laughs> I, yeah. I love young frankenstein and, and they draw from that too so it's funny uh, number four, 1978 Halloween. Oh, yeah. Look Speaking of John Carpenter. Exactly. Very tramp. Fucking classic. Uh, I mean, number three. Hold on. Let me let me just go off of that. He uh, he started the whole, like, you can't kill the guy. The whole relentless uh, um, stalker deal. It was just, uh, it was amazing. What, what they did with that film was... It, and it grew over. It grew. That was another one that grew on me over time because I didn't like it at first, but the more I watched it, the more I appreciated it. Let's now, see. Yeah. Number three, 1960, Psycho. Oh yeah, Hitchcock. It, that's another Hitchcock one. Story. Yeah, it's another one that you could argue that it's not really a horror film. It's more of a a thriller. But I mean, he. Yeah. What Hitchcock did back in the day was you can't deny it. It's kind of like the Nosferatu thing. We we weren't around for when those movies came out, and we don't know how it altered the psyche of the American uh, movie-going audience. All right. All right. Next one. Number two. The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I just watched it again because uh, me and uh, Amanda Bear Lecter... We did a um, we did a little thing last weekend. It'll come out on the twenty third. Um, we went through all the Exorcist and mainly focused on the new one coming out. But yeah, th- that 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 one was nineteen seventy three. Uh, came out around Christmas time, and people were lining up like you know in the in the in the dead cold of winter just to see this movie. It was sanctioned by the church because good winds at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. But um, yeah, have. I, I, I'm a, I remember the first time I saw it, I was, I was disturbed. And this this next time, this next go around when I was watching it, nothing really happens for like the first 28 minutes of the movie. Like jack shit happens. It's fucking boring as hell. Until Reagan pees on the on the carpet during the the house party, and then that's when everything. Then it just kicks up into overgear, uh, overdrive. Um, the last like third of the movie. Well, it's cool in the game. I recommend you guys rewatch it out there and and try to find the director's cut because there's the the spider crawl scene and the uh, the angioplasty scene that did not make the theatrical cut, but it makes everyone like cringe and and creeped out. There's the crucifix part, but they also kind of uh, they edit that, too, in the theatrical scene. You know, I'm talking about the crucifix part, right? Yeah, that's when she uh, stabs her. Her groin with the crucifix and tells the priest to fuck her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking disturbing. Ah. And, and that's not even the most disturbing scene. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy ass shit they did back in the 70s. Couldn't do that shit now, man. 12-year-old 
telling her to uh, st stab herself in the privates. Uh, All right, what's next? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, what I want to say. Well, that leaves us at number. What number? Uh, number two, I think. Right. Uh, that was two. Number oh. one. Yeah. The Shining. Oh yeah, that's a good one, man. Stanley, Stephen King doesn't like that movie. Of course not. Uh, out of all of his adaptations, he he dislikes that one the most. But man, Stanley Kubrick was—he's a genius in that one. That movie—I didn't see it till like I was older in life, and Same. that was that—that that one blew me away. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool. The whole imagery, the 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 story, the 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 build up, the everything was just fucking perfect, man. Scatman Crothers. <laughs> oh shit, dude! It, it, it spawned all sorts of parodies and all sorts of jokes and all sorts of uh, um, you know, people trying it's to even, copy. Uh, yeah, but even just a uh, pop culture reference. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. You know what? I read that uh, um. Stanley Kubrick did not understand, did not get the reference of the Here's Johnny part of Jack Nicholson's performance, but he liked it so much he's left it in there. Like, he had to be told, like, no, that's from The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Alright, well, that uh, is a list. Of, of course, it's all subjective. Um, I'm not right. going to say who I got this from, but, you know... Um, I'm sure there's plenty of lists out there and it's going to change as uh, the years go on, obviously. Possibly yeah. a few new getting um, getting added or even just uh, a, finally maybe a, a younger generation appreciating an older film a little bit more too. Like yeah. like we could relate to. So. You know what? Have you seen the uh, Jordan Peele's um, Us? I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh, have, you seen, have you seen the, the, the twist in it? Ah, you, you oh would... wait yeah I uh, I don't know how much of a twist you're talking yeah, look, look, I don't want to talk about it because okay. I don't know if I've seen it all alright yeah I don't want to give away the twist at the end but um it, it's well, yeah, good I, man I haven't seen the end oh okay alright there's a twist at the end and it, it's really good man you, you should you and your wife should you know just you know put the kids to bed and be like let's just watch this movie because it is a really good movie. I like Nope better, like out of all the Jordan Peele's movies, to Get Out and Us and Nope. I like Nope the best, but as far as excuse me, scary movies go, that's the scariest out of all of them. It has the best twist and everything. But um, yeah, I just uh, uh, I I really dig. I hope that that movie shows up on this list uh, later on down the line. A couple other good ones, like Hereditary, was really good, but that one's like really disturbing. And um, was there one more? Shoot, I can't. I, I I can't think of it right now. But anyway, yeah, uh, Hereditary is a good one. Go check that one out. Us, fucking fa fabulous. Hereditary is really fucking hard to take. It's like one of those like you really like it. It drains you at the end. You're like, fuck, what the fuck did I just watch? And you don't want to watch it again. It's not rewatchable. Like it's not gonna come on Bill Simmons rewatchable movies at any point in time. It's really tough. Interesting. What about you? What uh? And what are your what are your favorite favorite scary movies? You can give a list, like I did. 
I did like the Sal ones. Mm-hmm. Those are like the jump scares. And the, yeah, um, the gore porn is what they're called now. Yeah, going uh, going with this movie too. Uh, the fact that they put Alien on there, I, I like the Aliens um, movies okay. franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that that does it for me. Oh my! I did like Freddy versus Jason, although only Nightmare on Elm Street made this list. Um, I I think the the Jason ones, at least the original one. Uh, well, the original one wasn't really that good. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But like the uh, the the mythology that 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 built up around it mm-hmm. was good, you know. So I, my favorite yeah, was. I can see why it's not on the list. But I, I liked Freddy vs Jason. I just thought it was cool. It, that one was really good. That that actually like paid off very well. I was skeptical, but when I saw, it, I'm like, yes. But out of all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, number four was still my favorite. The Corey Feldman. Oh yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah that that was my favorite Friday. Is it 13th. four or is it three? No, it was four. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm trusting your your count on these boys. <laughs> the, what do you call the them? They, they all get done together with the uh, yeah with the big yeah. franchises. Yeah, you're right. Even Halloween too kind of all blends together. But yeah, really good, man. And I think you know, and I blame um, Scream for some of these, uh, especially with the 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 franchise movies. Scream really gets meta about itself. And that kind of like made some of these newer scary movies, the franchises anyway, uh, um, meta about themselves, like self, 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 self aware and self refer, uh, self reference. Yeah. Anyway, all right, man. Um, let's get back to the beer. How's your beer treating you? Good, man. Pretty much gone. Yeah, it's a little bit left, dude. This one's excellent, dude. I, I I know you love these German beers. You you should try this Weiss Stefaner, the Corbinian. Next time you uh, get to one of your uh, shelfy stores, you gotta check it out. So we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. I remember what you had. Well, I remember the is it Croy this Croy of uh, Candlestick by Laughing Monk. No, it's it just uh, Candlestick Female. Oh, the, okay. the, sub, the, the secondary name is Croy the Candlestick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let me go on our Untapped right now, and let me see here. Cream, there it is, Candlestick Cream by Laughing Monk. Oh, one of our friends have checked in on it. I'll tell you what they rated it after, and everyone else have rated it after you tell us. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay, right now it has an overall rating of 3.55, and one of our friends have rated it at 3.25. Let's uh, get your um, assessment. Uh, you remember, we're by 10th, so what would you like to rate this at? 3.2 um, or 3.3? Three, three? What do you mean? Oh, no, 3.5. I'm sorry, you said 3.5. I'm back. I was thinking of, of uh, our friend who rated it. All right, so you rated it at 3.5. Uh, what notes would you like to give it? Yeah, light, sweet, mm-hmm. and dry. It has a dry finish to it, which oh. helps with the crisp. Also, do light, sweet, and crisp actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I was thinking sweet and dry really don't go together, but maybe they could. You know, who am I to judge? It's more of a crisp than a dry. Now I think okay. about it. Now I'm putting words. Now that I'm describing it out loud, um, it helps. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's a good flavor of beer. Just when I think of cream ale, I think of something with a little bit more uh, body to it. This is oh, uh, yeah. this is in the in the day crusher category. Right. I I get it. I totally understand. I mean, good beer though, enjoyable beer, but but you know me and our listeners that have been listening for a while. I, I go by styles. So. Okay, so yeah, the uh, Aztec seventy seven gave it a three two five. So maybe you you guys can uh, argue about it uh, next time you guys uh, hang out. Hey, our, speaking of which, our buddy Aztec was uh, out in Nashville this week. I know. I need to get details. I, I didn't even know. <laughs> Me neither. He just he. I think he was drug texting us, right? Pretty much. <laughs> That's what I I took it out of. I loved it. He was. Uh, he didn't say anything crazy or controversial. He was just being a little bit more uh, vocal than he ever, you know, than he usually is. Said he was out there uh, um, hanging out with. Uh, he, he went out there for work though. And then he said it's crazy on a Thursday night. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was delighted. Um, all right, so I have by Vice Defender their Doppelbox. So let me hear. Um, w E I. H E N. Maybe if I just go from, maybe that's all I need, and just say Doppel. D O P P. Oh no! I, I, you know what? I should. Uh, Corbinian. That's what I should do. Oh, there it is. There it is. Got it. Found it. Um, all right. So uh, I was going to rate this a four. Seven of friends have uh, rated it as at a four, average of four. Everyone else has it at 3.79. Let's see who's uh, checked in. Rachel B. She gave it a five. Damn. That, that's that's the only Somali or not, Cicerone I know. And she gave it a five. I'm here giving it a four. Uh, Christian M gave it a 3.5. Travis M gave it a 3.5. Kyra Lynn gave it a 3.25. Patrick M gave it a 4.5. And see, Kane M. There's a lot of M's. Give it a 4.5. Matt H got, uh, gave it a 3.75. All right, so I'm going to give it a 4. So you check in. 4. And I'm going to say um, Toffee, Bready, and uh, Clean. Save and check in. All right. Um, all right, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. First loss of the season. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> for the 49ers I'll say this I'll say this that, that 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 one drive that the Browns had at the end of the game um where they got two really big penalties called against them uh one was uh, hitting the defensive receiver the way I saw it uh the 49er I forgot who it was um hit the guy right or Gibson right Gilp- Gilpson whatever yeah. um hit the guy it was his motion after the hit, because like he pushed his arms out, kind of like he was attacking them. I think that's what drew the flag more than anything, not the contact. It was that uh, aspect of his uh, tackle. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, my thing too is just like um, Gibson, he kind of curled down and made sure his shoulder hit body. Mm -hmm. Like he kind of didn't know it was an incomplete pass, right? 
No, no, he didn't. What if the guy had? What if he? What if the guy had, was the ball carrier? Yeah, that would have been a clean tackle, right? Or that could have even dislodged it. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you still got to make the play. I mean, you yeah. you know, it's it was bang bang. You gotta, you know, but whatever. Yeah, I, I think it was his motion after the hit, after contact, that would really drew the flag. So I'm like, okay, but the next play, man, Traverius Ward put his hand on the guy's fucking. Uh, I think it was Cooper, right? He put his hand on his shoulder pad. That was it. He did not. He put his hand right when he made his cut. So maybe it seemed like he held him. That was that was the one I I I was really upset about. Yeah, I mean, because Cooper even like untouched ran back to try to make a play on the ball. Yeah, and it was because the ball wasn't even thrown yet. Ah, oh, it was so that that was that was that pissed me off the most. And then and then of course Moody hit uh, missed his second field goal of the day to lose the game because he could have won the game with that that second field goal. And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't an icing thing. It it did because they did call the timeout. You know the predictably the Browns called timeout right before the snap and quote iced the kicker. It I didn't feel like he iced the, they iced him. He was just he he just wasn't gonna make it. To anyway. me, too, icing the kicker is is kind of sneaking the timeout when the snap happens. You know, like right before the snap. You know. Mm. Yeah. True. But then of course people argue that's giving him a practice kick as well. So. You got to ice a little bit earlier, but yeah, I don't think it's icing the kicker no more. It's it's too uh, it's too commonplace in my yeah. opinion. Anyway, I was I was over at a friend's house uh, right before we recorded this, and um, he's a big better, and so we we yeah. were talking. He he put he dude he lost like uh, well he could have won five hundred, but he lost a hundred on the Niners because they lost. Um, he was pissed. He was bad. He was mad. Not not about the refs, but he was just like, "Fuck, man! Like, how are they gonna win? Like, they 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 took out uh, or yeah, Williams was uh, uh, Tank Williams was gone. Not Tank. Tank. Is that what they call him? Trent. Trent Williams. Oh. He got hurt. Debo got hurt. Um, I don't. I've, I've also heard like he, Debo got hurt in that scuffle before the even game even started. A little dust up there. Right about that. Um, and McCaffrey was out. It was just like it was. And then, well, then Greenlaw was a, was a game time scratch too. Yeah, oh yeah, Greenlaw's out too. Fuck. And then it was just a weird. And then it was it was raining part of the game, and it was, dude. Um, I was I was having flashbacks to uh, the Chicago game last year. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. The the rainy game, the uh, game week one last year, right? And then, uh, um, you know, I, I did bet the under. And had Mori, or Moody made that kick, I, it would have went over. Because I had, I was lucky enough to get uh, under uh, 37. Oh, so you're happy? Yeah. No, no, it, just, it, it eased the pain. It eased the pain a little bit. Eased the pain. Actually, I, I hit like a couple parlays this weekend. I, I, but I also lost a few parlays this weekend. Fuck, man. Like, what happened to the fucking Eagles? I lost that. I lost all, all the bets I put on those fucking guys and the Bills. No. What the fuck? Anyway, everyone thinks there's a there's a there's a jinx this week. There's a, there's a conspiracy in the in the NFL. There's not a conspiracy. It just fucking happens. I'm glad the Niners aren't aren't undefeated anymore though, because that puts a lot of weight on the fucking team. Oh, definitely. So I mean, I mean, yeah, we're two three last teams, so be it. You know, and that's one of the things. Um, you know, with the whole um, you know pressure, you're not gonna walk over anyone, and it's kind of like. Um, you know when the when the Warriors were having their streaks and stuff like that, I used to yeah. listen to a lot of sports talk on mm -hmm. them. And uh, Kerr kind of you know 
I remember once they they won like what twenty four, twenty five games in a row. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and like, Kerr's like you know finally a loss finally. I could get on them, you know. Finally, I could coach them. Finally, I could correct them. Finally, <laughs> yeah. You know, because because if they're out there winning, but still kind of just because you know it, things are going their way all the time. All right, what could you really do? But n- now, you know, really stop and improve because you know they're they were held to what seventeen points, and granted, they only gave up twenty points, so or nineteen. So it's just yeah. kind of like. Yeah, and and it was there. I mean, uh, we we lost missing a kick, but yeah, yeah. Okay, would you rather lose missing a field goal, or would you rather lose because you know the team, the other team got a bullshit call to keep their drive alive? Yeah, no, yeah, I I totally agree. And to your point, um, the the Cleveland Browns they they have the number one fucking defense in in the league in in all oh, sorts yeah, of categories. Thing. Yeah, and that's another thing. That that Schwartz guy, he's got he's got Shanahan's number. Now Shanahan is mm. one and nine against him. That's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. Holy shit. And you yeah. know the, the the Niners have not won in Cleveland. Now, granted, they are in a different uh, conference and we don't play a lot of games over there, but they haven't won over there in forty years. Oh jeez, I believe. <laughs> shit, it's a nineteen eighty three or something like that. Almost forty years, but now it's going definitely going to be 40 years because the next time we face them will be in another four years and it might be at, uh, in California the next time. All right. But anyway, yeah, tough loss. It sucks, but yeah, whatever, man. We're you know the 49ers are five and one, and I'm not, I'm not upset. You know, the next next uh, who's next? Uh, I think it's Minnesota. Oh, I, I'm I'm not asking you. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Do I know what rhetorical means? All right, man. Anything else you'd like to bring up in this episode? No, I think I'm good. Cool, man. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. We raise the ball and we put it in your ear no matter who you are.